0: All set to go, there, team. Okay, well, welcome, Church Unlimited Sydney uh, City. Sorry, not Sydney City. So good to have you with us today. Let's give them a clap, shall we? Cheer them in. Now, City, that's not because they don't love you. It's just that they never know what I'm expecting each time because I change the tune. So, hey, you are so welcome, Jordan. But I know there's kids in the house today, so. We've got a few kids' jokes to start with, all right? So <clears throat> this is for all the kids. How do the oceans say hello to each other? They wave. They wave. Very good. I hope that was kids answering, not adults. <laughs> all right? Where do cows go for entertainment? To the movies. <clears throat> yeah, okay. <laughs> what do you call a pig that knows karate? A pork chop. Why are ghosts bad liars? (laughs) You're not allowed to say shut up in church, are you? Very good. Very clever. Okay, whoever that was. All right. I like to have the the moment of glory. Okay. Someone robs it from me. Okay, here's one more. Try this. Uh, What animals need to wear a wig? A bald eagle. How good were those jokes? Hey. Yeah, thank you. All right, Father, we thank you for your presence. As we come to your word this morning, Lord, would you speak to us, Lord, not just a message, but a word from heaven directly to our hearts by your spirit and your power, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So I wonder how many of you know what an oxymoron is. All right, it's contradictory words that are put together. For example, government worker. (laughs) Microsoft works. (laughs) Diet ice cream. It's my favorite. Make haste slowly. And you see it in the Bible all the time. The barren woman... God says in Isaiah 54, sing, O barren. Miserable, sing, oxymoron. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. But what we have to understand is Christianity works in opposites. You have to do the opposite. You have to do an oxymoron to what you feel is the answer. For example, if you want to receive, you have to give. To live, you have to die. To gain, you have to lose. To sow, you have to reap. Oxymorons. Contradictory. Don't make sense. To find your life, you actually have to lose it. And so when it comes to being all in for God, you got to understand oxymoron. you got to Do the opposite to what you think is going to make it work for you. We need the revelation that the more we surrender to God, the more we sacrifice, the more we give up, it leads to receiving more, to freedom, to fulfillment, to more joy, to more satisfaction. And we say, well, hold on a minute, God, this just doesn't make sense to me. You mean, so if I kind of give everything up, let go of my will, my desires, my plans, then you're going to pour it all back and I'm going to end up with more. Oh, God, I, I, I can't get that. But you need to get it because it's the truth. It's reality. See, most people don't want to sell out for God because they think if I do, I'm going to lose. But you've got to lose if you're ever going to win in the kingdom of God. Now, we said last time, I understand that for some of you, being all in feels unattainable because of the challenges, the battles that you're going through, you know, life, you're doing life tough, and to be all in is kind of like, man, the impossible goal. And so the goal of this series is to move you a step forward. Chinese proverb, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. So we want to encourage you, help you to take one step further to being all in for Jesus. Because, you know, I've got hundreds of steps before I'm all in, okay? Because no, none of us are all in. Uh, we do, we're all on a journey in this. So what we want to do is take a step. But what I'm hoping and pray for is a significant step. So you think, wow, I'm now more all in than I have been previously. You need to ask God to help you take that step, what that step looks like for you. But the truth of it is, in life, we're all in. We actually are all in. We're all into something, because we're created by God to be all in. That's the way we're made. So here's the question What are you all into? <laughs> are you all into your career? That dominates everything. Are you all into money? That's the big deal for your life. Are you all into family? If you know, family is above everything else and it should be right up there, but it's kind of like that's where you're all in. Or are you all into a hobby? or holidays. Some of you are all into eating. Yeah? You eat seven times a day, if not more. Others of you are all into shopping. Yes, shop till you drop. Others are all into sport, or self-care, or movies, or Xbox, or social media, or screen time. Some are all into Fortnite. You think I didn't know, didn't you, eh? (laughs) I'm up with the play. Because people tell me, it's the latest gaming craze. Young people, kids, adults, how much time are you putting into Fortnite? Is that where you're all in? The fact is, we are all in to something. But all that list I gave you, None of it ever delivers. It leaves you empty at the end of it. And so you've got to then try and do more of it. And you think more of it is going to somehow satisfy me. But we all know that doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Because only God can satisfy. (laughs) Because that's the way He created us. The only thing that will really satisfy your life ever is the more you're all in for God. That's the way we've been designed by Him. So I'm preaching a series really on freedom on victory, on blessing, on fulfillment, on life, enjoyment. So when you go all in for God and all out for God, this is what happens. You never know when suddenly God's going to turn up and do something extraordinary in your life. You live in this holy anticipation that God is suddenly going to break out in your life and do something amazing. And that happens when you are all in for God, it's like the it's like the you're positioned. You're positioning yourself for the extraordinary, for the supernatural. We sang about the breakthrough this morning. When you're all in, that that's when it's like God. Uh, it opens heavens and it ignites something in the spirit. For me, even this last week, I had had two two times, twice. God did something extraordinary. It's like heaven intervened in my life and left me astounded. But I'm finding this is happening more and more and more. I live in this, more and more in this holy anticipation that suddenly God's going to break into my life and just say, "Tuck, watch this. Friends, that's for all of us. How many of you would like that? What about in the city, you'd like that? Here's the, the key is, all in. Because the more you're all in for God, the more he's all in for you. The more you're all out for God, the more he's all out for you. The more you give yourself to God, the more he'll give yourself, give himself to you. And friends, that's the best deal on the planet. Can I encourage you? Ask God, help me Jesus <laughs> to be more in, all in, because that will be the thing that will bless you so much. It makes your Christianity so much more exciting, it moves it into overdrive. Wouldn't you like that? If the little boy had held on to his two fish and five loaves, they would have remained what they were. But by putting them into the hands of Jesus, two fish and five loaves turned into the miraculous feeding of 5,000 people. When you go all in and you give what you have to God, no matter how small it is, God can miraculously multiply it to feed the multitudes, to work miracles, breakthroughs, and do amazing things in your life. It doesn't have to be much. Two fish and five loaves. Some of you think, I haven't got much to offer. I, I dare you. Give it to God and see what He will do. This is my testimony. You well know it's my testimony. I gave the little that I had to God. I was no superstar, but I said, God, I, What I've got, I just just put it into your hands, lock, stock, and barrel, as best as I could understand to do it, because, you know, you only do it to your level of understanding. And and so God, over the last decades, has taken my life, and I mean, He has multiplied it miraculously, so thousands, if not 10,000 people or more, have been saved. We have seven campuses in three different nations, We have New Zealand and beyond, United Kingdom and beyond, Pakistan and beyond, Egypt and beyond, and there's more and beyonds coming. And all of that, why? Why? Because to the best of my ability, I went all in for God. I gave the little that I had to Him, and He's just multiplied it miraculously to bear fruit that blows my mind. And He'll do the same thing. Your journey will be different to mine. And some of the fruit you won't see till the other side, by the way, (laughs) but that's okay. It's worth waiting for. But if you want to live this kind of extraordinary life, where your Christianity is the pedal to the metal, (laughs) it's an overdrive, all in to the best that you can understand it, and then watch what God will do. One of our staff posed this question when we were discussing this top of all, and I thought, wow, that's an interesting question. And he said this, would you do a better job as a volunteer in the church if you were paid to do it? Would you serve in a church department if you were paid? Imagine that. Well paid to be an usher. Let's take a volunteer list right now. (laughs) Well paid to do kids' church, paid to do music, paid to host a small group. I know a whole lot of people suddenly woke up right now. Did he say paid? I'm in. Where do I sign up? Quick, give me the form. Would you visit a needy needy person if you were paid to? What about this? Would you attend a prayer meeting if we paid you to come? Uh huh. Would you go to Impact if you were going to get a hundred bucks every time you turned up? Or Limitless? What if we paid you to get to church every Sunday? Wonder how many would buy into that see the bible see most of us would say yes and the bible makes it very clear that every act of service every conf, every kindness for god is paid for and he rewards you way beyond anything this world could ever offer you actually are paid you actually are paid don't miss your pay. Colossians 3, 23 and 24, whatever you do, do it heartily to the Lord, not to men. Knowing from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. When you usher, you're not serving the church in a sense you are, but really you're serving Jesus. When you help kids church, you're serving Jesus. When you, you know, serve in any area of the church, you're serving Jesus. And he says, I will reward you. I will pay you incredibly for everything that you do, Matthew 4, verse 10, 42. Whoever gives one of these little ones a, only a cup of cold water in the name of the disciple, surely assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Cup of cold water. Whoever got this water for me, you got a reward. It's true. I, don't know, I mean, it's Bible. A lady had this vision of heaven. God took her to heaven. And what shocked her was this, was that every small act of kindness was noted in heaven and rewarded. Every, listen, handshake was noted and recorded and rewarded. When I read that, I started, got my calculator out and I thought, how many people, how many hands... How many hands have I shaken over my lifetime? Seriously, because you know I'm on that door all the time. You think I'm there to shake your hand? Forget that. I'm there for my reward in heaven. I'm not interested in you. I worked out I've probably shaken approximately one million hands. Uh huh. And every one of those has a reward. You can visit me in my mansion in heaven. <laughs> you will laugh. This is Bible. This is Bible. Every act of kindness, every act of service. When you spend an hour and a half in kids' church looking after those rascals and thinking, man, get me out of here. No, there's a reward that will blow your mind. All in to serving Jesus. Matthew ten twenty nine to 30 says, there is no one who has left houses, brothers, lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold. So, if I were to offer you this morning, here it is, $50. Now the city is woken up as well. Everyone's awake. Now if I was to say to you, look, I'm not gonna offer you this, but I'm gonna say, if you've got a $50 note, if you give it to me, I'll give you back $5,000 in return. How many of you would be smart enough? Let me say, how many Indians do you have in this place? <laughs> who would run to the front and says, here's not $50, here's $500. and you get 100-fold back. You give 50, and you get 5,000 back. Who wouldn't do that? That's what the Bible teaches. Whatever you do for Jesus, he's gonna reward you 100 times over, and this is going back in my wallet. <laughs> in case anyone had ideas. Can you get it? All in is the best deal on the planet. How long will you wait? How long will you wait? To sign the contract. Be all in. And have rewards for eternity that you can't imagine was ever possible. It's amazing, isn't it? And yet something within us fights it. I don't know why. Don't know where it comes from, but it does. If anyone was all in for all in for If anyone was all in it was Jesus. Is that not true? He was all in for you and me to be saved. In order to do that, he had to be all in. You think about his journey for a moment. So here he is in heaven in the midst of the glory of God and You know, no sin, no sickness, no pain, nothing. He's in the glory. He leaves all of that, comes to heaven, walks, you know, is mocked, persecuted, spat on, ridiculed, and then ultimately nailed to a cross. Why? He did it for you and for me. But in order to do that, to go from heaven to the cross, Jesus had to be all in. He had to surrender his everything in order to actually fulfill his calling and destiny. And Jesus never asked us to do what he won't do himself. He went all out for you, all in for me. So then he asked us, would you now be all in and all out for me? You see, let's go to, put put it this way. A 1% change, given enough time, can make a 99% difference in your life. Just a 1%, you could see 1% multiplies and multiplies and multiplies. So you don't go from all and from here to there. You just don't do that. But when you take a step, that, that step suddenly explodes into so much more. A 1% change can make a 99% difference in your life. But you can't leave it to chance. You've got to take that step. You've got to make that move. If you need to cut up your credit card, read two chapters of the Bible a day, start serving in church, put a relationship right, stop sinning, stop swearing, get off the booze, whatever you have to do, and surrender all to Jesus. Don't leave it to chance. Do it. Do it and enter into a life beyond your imaginations. That's why it says, I have not seen nor ear heard. Well, God is prepared for those who love him. Let's go to um, Matthew 4, 18 to 22. Matthew 4, if you can find that. 18 to 22, this is an extraordinary story. You listen carefully, all right? It says there, "'Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, "'saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, "'and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, "'for they were fishermen. "'And he said to them, "'So these guys are out, follow me, "'and I'll make you fish as the men.'" Verse 20, if you can read it with me, they immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Isn't it amazing that in a moment of time, when Jesus called these people, they immediately left everything to follow Jesus. These guys were all in from the very beginning. And guess what? They encountered God and his power in such ways that they turned the world upside down. There's probably never been a more powerful group of 12 people on the planet. And I'm telling you where it started was from the very beginning. They sold out and they said, we are all in for Jesus. And they changed the known world. That's what happens when you go all in for Jesus. He'll, you change your known world for Him. All in is more than sitting in church for 90 minutes, though no, that's a good thing to do, and thank you for coming. All in is a call to be participators, not spectators, contributors, not consumers. See, church is not a spectator sport something that you come to watch. In fact, you cannot go to church, really, because you are the church. You are the church. Church is not a building with an address. It's not a gathering at a certain time, really. You are the church. A church is happening wherever you go, wherever you are, whatever time it is. See, Church Unlimited is not a seven-site church. No, no, we have thousands of churches all across the city and even in the nations of the world. We have churches wherever our people are, we have a church. And so your workplace is your mission field. Your job is your sermon. Your colleagues are your congregation, and you are their pastor. I trust you're taking good care of your flock. So say to the next person next to you, Hi, Pastor. How's your church going? A little bit of a rumble in the jungle. How's your preaching going (laughs) in your church? One of the challenges of the Western church, if you don't mind me being honest for a few moments, is we're educated way beyond our obedience. We have so many sermons in church, online, conferences. Some churches, some Christians, they just want another sermon. I can't believe it. Why would you want another sermon that you have to obey? Why would you do that? Isn't it enough just to get on something? People go online, they'll go to this conference, they go, hey, come to our conference, of course. They go all over the place. But, you know, we don't need another sermon To be all in is not about more sermons and knowing more. It's about doing more. The commendation of Scripture is not well-listened, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. It's not well-known, good and faithful servant, well-thought-about, good and faithful servant. It's not well-preached, good and faithful servant. It is well-done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Thank you for trying to clap. I appreciate that. (laughs) All in is about doing and obeying. Do you want to know something incredible? I think it is. In the Hebrew language, there's no distinction between knowing and doing. In the Hebrew, knowing is doing, and doing is knowing. It's exactly the same word. So some people say, well, I know that scripture no, no, you don't, unless you're doing it. And so this is what happens. James one twenty two, be doers of the word, not hearers only. Deceiving yourself. So if you keep hearing without doing, you end up deceived. Here's a graph that's going to come up on the screen. It was put together by Winky Prattney. So the the way Christianity is meant to work is every step of, every increase of knowledge, one step of more knowledge. You make a step of obedience, okay? So more knowledge, more obedience. More knowledge, more obedience. So that white line is where we're meant to go. Every step of knowledge, every increase in knowledge, we take a step of obedience. But what happens to most Christians is our knowledge outweighs our obedience, and we end up with a spiritual illusion. Well, an illusion of spiritual maturity. So we think we're really mature because we know so much. But it's not how much you know, it's how much you do, it's how much you obey, a false illusion of spiritual maturity. I said last week, the best sermons in the world are not the best communicated ones, not from the finest preachers, but they're the ones you obey and do something with that leads you to action. You see the concept of all in with families. All in is especially true of family events and celebrations. Is that right? So when there's a wedding, the whole family turns up. Unless there's a relationship breakdown, which would be very sad. When there's a 21st, everyone turns up and everyone does their part to making the wedding or the 21st a success. Or when there's Christmas dinner... Well, that's one easy to turn up to, isn't it? But um, we turn up. So, you know, at Church Unlimited, we're a family joined together by God Himself. He did this. And Church Unlimited has a family gathering coming up that's more than a wedding. It's more than a 21st. It's actually a gathering that can change people's lives, can heal relationships, can bring down the statistics on suicide, substance abuse, self-harm, violence, poverty. It's a family gathering that God will use to raise the spiritual temperature of the church and of Christians in New Zealand. He'll use it to turn this nation to Jesus. And we want to invite the entire church family, brothers and sisters to join our family for New Zealand and beyond in April 2019 in the Trust Arena. We invite the whole family to be all in for the vision that, church and that God has given this family. See, New Zealand and beyond is a call on the church family, Church Unlimited family, not just on myself, not just on a few leaders, not just on the leadership So as a family, city, west, others will hear about this at some stage. Let's do this together. Do you know if you're not there, you will be missed? Just like if you skip the family Christmas dinner, mum notices, where's so-and-so? And And mum's a little bit sad because a family member was not there. So we will miss people. And the reason we miss you is you add something unique and special. You add something that no one else can add. If you have three siblings, you have three brothers in a family, if two turn up, you say, well, that's okay, they're all the same. You never think that, do you? You No, 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 we need the third one because he's different. He's important. He's loved and he's needed. It's the same with this church family and this gathering that we're going to be having next year. So we need every family member seriously to make this family event the success God has called it to be and put his hand on it for. We've been saying one step, one move, one decision can move you into a whole new life, can open the heavens over you. For some of you, that one step, that one decision, that one sacrifice, being all in, for God and for the Church Unlimited family could be to attend New Zealand and beyond 19. It will raise the spiritual temperature of your life and that of your family. It may mean a sacrifice. Well, that's what we're talking about, aren't we? One sacrifice leads to the blessing of God. So New Zealand beyond is a prophetic statement in three ways. Do you know what? You think about it. New Zealand beyond is who we are as a church. It's our mission. It's what God's called us. It's it's what we're called to do, and also it's a prophetic statement of what God is going to do in this nation. He's going to turn New Zealand and beyond nations to Himself. So you have that brochure in your hands, there's a registration form there on your seat as well, and uh, the price, you can register at the desk or online, the price, it's at the, currently at $65, and in November it goes up to $90, so... It's a $25 shift, which I personally think is quite significant and uh, encourage you to join with your church family. If you do, we'd be so delighted to have you with us. All in and all out for God. The rewards are out of this world and will lead you to the best possible life that you can enjoy on planet Earth. The smartest thing that you or I or anyone could ever do, and I made this decision decades ago, is to surrender your life as fully as you possibly can to Jesus, and then watch what He will do. Let's be all in for Jesus and step into a life we never dreamed was possible. Hey, thank you, Church uh, Limited City, for joining us. Going to hand over to Julian to finish up the service. God bless you all.